So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We thank you for being in our midst. It's my prayer that even as you've anointed my mouth to speak, you anoint every heart and every ear to hear me out. Father, do what man cannot do. And in the end, take all the glory for it. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let your amen be hotter than the weather. Hallelujah. Let your amen sound like tender. Hallelujah. We bless God so much for being in uh, being in the midst of saints like you this morning. We also thank the executives, Presido, and all stakeholders uh, for such an opportunity. God bless you so, 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 so much. And turn to the neighbor beside you and tell your neighbor, God bless you too. Because you are here. I want to take four scripture readings. Uh, four scriptures. So I need four readers. I need four readers. I need four readers. The first scripture is taken from Genesis 3 verse 17 to 18. I need one reader, Genesis 3, verse 17 to 18. Another reader, Genesis 4, verse 12. Genesis 4, verse 12. Okay, I think it's already projected. So, when you, Genesis 17, sure. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife, and from the tree about which I commanded you. You must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. Let's move to 18. It will produce thorns and tassels for you, and you will eat the plants of the fields. God bless you. Let's move to Genesis 4 verse 12. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Hallelujah. This is not a blessing, so don't receive. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 5. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 5 to 6. There is an evil I have seen under the sun. The sort of error if you have your Bible, underline sort of error. There is an evil I have seen under the sun. The sort of error that arises from a ruler. Verse 6. Fools are put in many high positions while the rich occupy the low ones. Hallelujah. This is also a blessing. We will take our last scripture from Luke 5 verse 5. The Gospel of Luke 5 verse 5. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. 
But because you say so, I will let down the net. Hallelujah. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be upon us. It's my prayer that God will open our eyes of understanding and will grant us great grace. Amen. So with the four scriptures we read, one thing I want us to take note is that the world gives results we don't desire. There is an imbalance in the system because in God's own wisdom, he made everything perfect. He said be fruitful. But after the fall of man, everything turned out. Everything changed. Now, even if you work hard, you'll be ripping torn and tassels. Even if you work hard, you won't be that fruitful. So there were a lot of imbalances. All trees from the beginning. So the writer of Ecclesiastes was, was saying that I have seen an error under the sun. That means that it's not the will of God. But there is an error. The error is that things are not how it's supposed to be. When you plant, you are not reaping the fruits that you ought to gain. Worst case scenario, you were saying that princes are working and servants or slaves are on donkeys. These are the imbalances of the world. These are the imbalances of the world. And so in Luke 5 verse 5, this imbalance caught up with Peter. Now, the interesting thing is that Peter had worked hard take God's word for what it is. The Bible qualified it. Peter had worked hard all night. Peter had worked hard all night, but he had no fish. He had applied all the principles he has to apply, all the principles of fishery. He has paid his dues. He has made sacrifices. He has done all that he's supposed to do. But because of the imbalance of the system, he's not getting the results he ought to get. Now the question is, it wasn't the first time Peter went to fish in the night. Because if it was the first time, because if previously he had gone and had no fishes, he wouldn't have gone again. So these are things that happened. And one thing about it is that he was an experienced fisherman. The reason why I'm saying that he used principles is that, you see, in the afternoon, there is sun. And so photosynthesis occurs. But in the evening, the plants need the oxygen for respiration. And so dissolved oxygen are on the surface of the waters. And so in the night, it's easy to catch fish on the surface. In the night, you don't need to go deep. They're on the surface because they need oxygen. Hallelujah. So the first point you should know is that Peter wasn't trying luck. Peter knew what he was doing. He followed the principles of fishery. Hallelujah. BSC fishery. He followed the principles. Work the night. Because in the evening... They come at the surface of the waters. The second point is that fishes, when they hear the sound of humans, 
they will run away. And so in the afternoon, they will go into the deep. But because in the evening, there is no noise, they come closer. And so all these things were favoring Peter. But yet, he caught no fishes. I don't know about your problems. I was, I was my sister. My sister also happens to be a medical doctor. And I was like, hey, doc, you, you don't have any problem. It's like, hey, you don't know. Aha. And he was telling me some. Everybody is battling with something. And sometimes, surprisingly, it's not as though you are not doing what you ought to do. Surprisingly, if you look at your life and examine it very well, you are playing your cards very well. You are very disciplined. You are doing all that ought to be done. But yet, you are not getting the results you ought to get. The third thing they do in the night when fishing is that they throw light. Because it's all dark, they, when they throw light at the surface of the water, fishes draw close. Hallelujah. Fishes draw close. These things were intentional. He had no reason to fail. But yet, the fishes were not coming. The fishes were not coming. It's a very big deal. While you've worked in the day with all men, in the evening, while some are sleeping and resting, you take your time to do more work. Peter sacrificed. In the night is for rest. But he sacrificed. But all his sacrifices were in vain because there are imbalances. There are imbalances. The world is not a computer that you sending data, you get information. No. It changes. It changes. I remember when we were writing Wasi, Comat, my book calculator, I am an error. Even calculator, sometimes they produce error. Even the ones that you are just feeding it data for information, they even produce error. How much more this complex world? You might be doing all the right things, making all the sacrifices, but yet, you are not catching any fish. You are not seeing any productivity. You are not seeing any fruitfulness. You are not seeing any improvement. Some people work like elephants, but they reap like ants. They feed like ants. They are putting in so much effort, but the expectations are cut short. But I have a good announcement. Hallelujah. Despite all life's challenges, we should make sure that Jesus is in the boat. There were other people who had given up, who have just packed their net somewhere. But right now, I don't know your situation. But the most important factor is that Jesus should be in your boat. If Jesus is in your boat, when he's sinking, he will speak to the storm. When Jesus is on the boat, he can even take you for vacation on the sea. You walk on the sea. When Jesus is on the boat, when you are catching no fishes, he can command. Hallelujah. So in the midst of challenges, when you are doing all the right things, 
you must call an emergency number. The emergency number of heaven is Jesus. Humans, we call 911. But as Christians, we've been in the kingdom of God. Our emergency number, in terms of distress, in terms of we are not getting the results we ought to get, have to call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just this year, um, we were in the house one evening and I was working on a project. And um, I heard footsteps at the back of my window. So I peeped and I realized the dogs were even barking. So I saw footsteps. That means there were thieves around. <laughs> I called 911. I called the police. The police were like, turn off all the lights, sleep on the floor, do this, do this, we are coming. 30 minutes later, the police called. Omokoana, we see the Oh, we are coming, we are coming. One and a half hour later, after they realized that, like, we are aware they are there, I think they left because we sounded an alarm. One and, half, one and a half hour later, the police called and I told them that they've left. I said, okay, now we are coming. Say, hey, Ghana, so if a gun was pointed on my face, I would have died, though. That's the emergency number of Ghana, like Ghana. But isn't it good to know that there is someone who is ever present in times of need? The emergency number, Jesus, whenever you dial it, he says he's everywhere. There's no name given on earth, in heaven, or under the earth, which is above the name of Jesus. This Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If today, if you would take his word, things will change. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came on the scene, he gave his word. Nevertheless, Peter said, nevertheless, at thy word. Sometimes, you need to put aside all experiences. You need to put aside all that you know, the principles. Systems fail. Right now, America is going into recession. Things are, things are falling apart. Ah, people who think that, oh, like we know much, we know principles, we know book, we know how to do this, we know how to manage. It's heard recently that the Prime Minister of Britain has resigned. These things do happen. The arm of flesh will fail. Your effort has a place that it will cease. But the word of God stands sure. Now, one interesting thing about this is that after Jesus told Peter to cast the net, they got a boat flooded with fishes. However, if today you go there in the evening and cast your nets in the deep, you won't get any fish. You still have to cast it at the surface of the water. The point I'm trying to make is that the power of all these things, nevertheless, at thy word, it's not necessarily the direction or what God or what Jesus told him, but the power is in obedience. 
there are many people who walked with God. God will tell them, stretch your rod towards the sea. And it will, it will open it to, to right now, go and take a sword and stretch it to the sea. It's not about the direction. It's about obedience. At that particular spot, it's about obedience. When you want water, will you stretch your rod, uh, will you stretch your rod on a rock? No. These are times that needed the intervention of heaven. But the power of all these things wasn't the direction itself, but came as a result of the obedience. Today, if you be obedient to God's word, you will do exploits. Hallelujah. If you be obedient to God's word, you will do exploits. Now, someone might be asking, what is God's word? What is God's word? What is God's word? God's word is Jesus. God's word is himself. I want to give a short background about God's word. Then I hope after that our eyes of understanding will be opened. And in all aspects of our lives we will know how to live it. What is so extraordinary about God's word? First of all, I want you to know that God is very intentional. God does not do things for doing sick. He does not do things and make mistakes and try. No, no, no. God is very intentional. And in Psalm 138, God limited himself by saying, I have raised up my word above myself. And so when God said that, he thought about it before seeing it and he knew what he has done before seeing it. And so in scriptures, there were 400 years of silence from 516 BC to 70 AD. 400 years of silence. Jesus is not talking. God is not talking. Why? Because when God speaks he must do it. God does not talk anyhow. God does not give his word anyhow. Sometimes we pray in God, just a word, just a word, just a word. God knows that when he speaks, things will change around. But it's not in his time. And so he hold on. Nevertheless, at thy word. What we also must know about the word is that every man's word represents himself. Every man's word is himself. If the president says we are not going out or tomorrow is a holiday, he just sends the word and drops it on social media. For sure, tomorrow will be a holiday. Because his words represent himself, represents his own authority. Hallelujah. Please hope you are following. His words represent himself. And so the Bible puts it in this way 
that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God himself. Hallelujah. God loves words so much. He cherished words so much that he named himself the word. I am the word. Word is backed by authority. Word is backed by the person speaking it. Words is backed by the person speaking it. But sometimes what confuses the devil is the simplicity. The complexity of God's word is in its simplicity. Such that the rich, the poor, the educated, the uneducated, when they understand the word of God, when they hear the word of God, it's mixed up with their faith and they do exploits. That's what the devil does not understand. Cast your net to the other side. Today, God is giving you a word. God is giving you a word. Hallelujah. God is giving somebody a word tonight. Cast your nets to the other side. We have the written word of God and the spoken word of God. They remain the locus. I believe you all know. For God to write something down, he is bounded by it. God knows the price he has paid. God knows what he has done. That's why he wrote all the things he has written in scripture. Today, I don't want you to look too far to see. We all have scriptures. We all have Bibles in our hands. Full of promises. Full of promises. When God says, I'll heal you, he knows what he has said. He knows what he has done. He said, by my stripes you are healed. So by his stripes, he knows why he's saying this word because it's backed by something. He has paid the cost of it. Hallelujah. I'll be ending very soon so that we pray. Everyone on this earth has a choice. With the situation in which you are in now, you can either choose to go on with your experience. You've been doing things for the, a very long time, getting the same results, but yet we are still doing it. Today, I want you to commit your will to God's will. Nevertheless, at thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word. So, why should I exalt the word of God above any other word? I have some few points written over here. Why should I exalt the word of God above any other word? Above all the turbulence of life. Above all the things happening around. The reason why you should exalt God's word above all other things is that God has a track record of not failing. 
Isaiah 55 verse 11 says that God's word will not return void until it has surely accomplished the purpose for which it was sent. God's word will not return unanswered. So today, one reason why you should put your trust in God and in the words that he has spoken and the reason why you need to exalt it above any other word is that he has no track record of failing. He has no track record. You can check. Habakkuk says that for the vision is yet for an appointed time, although it tarries, although it lingers, surely it will come to pass. Second reason why we should exalt the word of God above any other word is that the safest place you can be in the world is to dwell in his word. This morning I was checking the safest place in the world. We were saying Switzerland, Denmark and all that. But it's not the safest place. Hallelujah. It's not the safest place. The safest place is to dwell under the word of God. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. Today, I don't know what you are battling with. But if you exalt God's word above any other thing, you will find safety. The safest place. The other reason why you should exalt the word of God above any other word is that just as natural law responds to the law of gravity, every situation responds to the name of Jesus. Just as every other law, every natural law responds to the law of gravity. So far as you're on earth, so is every situation, every problem subjected to obey the word of God. Has God said it? And has not and has he not done it? The other reason why you need to exalt the word of God above any other thing is that God is bounded by his own ways. God is bounded by his own ways. And so the other time the centurion when he met Jesus as Capernaum, at Capernaum. Jesus said, should I go with you? He said, no, just send your word. Just send your word and it will come to pass. And it will come to pass. In the midst of all these imbalances in the world, all these undesired results, we need to put our trust in Jesus. There is a way that seemeth right to a man. But the end is destruction. Psalm 119 verse 105 says that your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. What path are you treading? What path are you treading? In your quest to do whatever you plan to do, what path are you treading? 
this morning, I want you to take God at his word. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, at your word. Nevertheless, at your word. Now let's move back to Luke, even as I'm concluding. When Peter said, nevertheless, he meant, although I don't understand, although I may not like it, out of reverence to you, I will do so. This evening, what is God saying concerning your life? You may not like it. You may not understand it. Because the Bible even says that what eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, is what God has in store for those he loves. So you might not understand it. You might not understand where God is taking you. You might not like it. But yet, it's the right path. Just as I said earlier on, the power of the word of God is not centered on the direction, but it's centered on the obedience. It's centered on the obedience. This evening, you have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. You have a nevertheless. You have the nevertheless. This evening, you, this morning, you have every reason. You have every reason not to do what you are doing. You have every reason to choose Jesus. To choose the word of Jesus above every other thing. You also have the privilege to do as you please because he has given your will to you. But I believe so strongly that God is raising people who will stand tall and say, nevertheless, hallelujah. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he shares on our way. Oh, what we do his good will he abides with us still and with all whom we we'll trust and obey oh when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word what a glory on our way oh what we do his good will he abides with us still and with all whom we we'll trust and obey oh trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and trust and obey trust nevertheless nevertheless at thy word no other way Ah, to be happy in Jesus. 
but to trust and obey. Be quiet before the Lord. In scriptures, the major events of destruction was as a result of disobedience. The fall of man was as a result of disobedience. Adam and Eve, disobedience. They didn't give privilege to nevertheless. King Saul, he lost his kingdom because of disobedience. Hezekiah was damp because he didn't give recognition to the word of God. No one disobeyed God and ended war with him. This morning, reflect, reflect. You want to be happy in Jesus. You want peace in life. But you don't want to obey. Scripture says, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Not as the world giveth. This peace is Jesus Christ. Who is the prince of peace. Today he's giving you his word. He said, in the midst of all turbulence. In the midst of all trials. Take his word. People die and give their children will. Houses and cars. But when Jesus was leaving, when he left the Holy Spirit, he said, I've also left my name. That at the mention of that name, Jesus, any name on earth, any name in heaven, any name under the earth, scripture says principalities and powers, the dark kingdoms. Scripture says that things that has name, anything that has a name, I don't know your problem. I don't know what you might be going through. But so far as your problem has a name, is it anxiety? Is it depression? What is it? Nevertheless, at thy word. Nevertheless, Kato Shandadada Kado Shandalado Kapa Shadabaya Kapa Yadayada. You might be wondering that God's word is so simple, but that's what confuses the devil. The simplicity of the word is what makes it complex. That believe in me and you'll be saved. Simple as that. Scripture says the path of the righteous is ordered by God. The path of the righteous is like that of a shining light. Promises upon promises. God has, for your sake, God has limited himself. He said, I'm bound to this because I have written it in my word. 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 The other time a songwriter was saying that, oh, what peace we offering for faith. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Because we don't take the word. To be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey when we walk 
Read the Lord in the light of His word. What a glory He shares on our way. Oh, what we do His good will. He abides. Read us still in our boats. And read all who will trust and obey. Hey, 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 trust and obey. Hey, 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 for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust. Humbly, I want us to be on our feet. Trust and obey. Hey, for there is no, no other way. Hey, 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 to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and This week, one afternoon, I was there. I saw a video online. And immediately I saw that video, what came in mind was this. That if human institutions have agencies for natural disasters, for mistakes, for uncertainties, they have NADMO and all the NGOs, you think God has nothing to restore for his people. There is an agency in the kingdom of God called Restoration. So the other day, when Abraham made a mistake and he rushed God's promises, gave birth to Ishmael, God told Abraham that Ishmael is not a promised son. It's Isaac who is the promised son. However, I will restore you. I will still bless him. I don't know how far you've gone. There are many people in scripture who messed up, who made mistakes. But yet God restored unto them. Shadalado The price of disobedience is too weighty. We want to lift up this prayer before God. Tell God that if I have made any mistake, if I sent to your word earlier on, now I will listen to your word. I will obey your word. Despite all the things going, nevertheless, means in spite of all, in spite of all that is going on, I will obey. Kata shanda na mana 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 ma. Ke shanda la ba la ba la ba la ba. There is a path that cements right onto a man, but the end is destruction. 
Father, we pray that may your word, which is light, may it lead us to pleasantness, to green pastures, oh, to where you've destined us to be. Kapo shandala bala bala 